The Fresh Fiction Podcast is brought to you by Ravel Books and Bethany House, publishers of The Heart's Appeal by Jennifer Delamere. Jennifer wrote a strong-willed woman doctor at the end of the 19th century in The Heart's Appeal, so of course I had to chat with her about creating this impressive woman. We also discussed the research she did in Bristol, England for the London Beginnings trilogy, and why rewatching The Shop Around the Corner is inspiring ideas for a new series. If you love what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcast apps. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by following at RealVixen. And we'll be back shortly with an interview with Jennifer Delamere. If you can, for our listeners, just we'll just dive right in there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, uh... Well, I, um, I've been writing, I guess, for about 10 years. Uh, my whole adult life, I've been an editor for nonfiction material, mm-hmm. proofreader, editor. And then about 10 years ago, I decided to take the plunge into writing fiction. Oh, wow. Did you, yeah. feel, did you feel ready when you decided it was time? Yeah, I did. I did. I studied screenplay writing a lot when I was younger, and so I used a lot of those principles for how to construct a screenplay when I uh, I realized I could use that for writing books, then it became a lot simpler. The idea didn't seem so overwhelming. Oh, that's great. So what was your interest in screenplays? Oh, I just, I, I have loved movies and have thought it would be cool to be a screenwriter and write romantic comedies, mm-hmm. and um, so that's something that I had dreamed of, and I might still try to pursue sometime. That's interesting to go from uh, being interested in romantic comedies to then switching over to historical fiction. I know. I started <laughs> by I, when I started trying to write novels. I was writing contemporary, but oh. I found my voice. Yeah, I, I didn't get very far with it. I found my voice was better for historical fiction. That's so interesting. I, yeah. Well, I often joke that I can't write contemporaries because I'd get the details wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really feel like I keep up with um, all the modern technology and all the other things. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It is hard to keep up with everything. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, so you started off as an editor. Um, what were you editing? You said non, mostly nonfiction. Right. It was mostly educational material. Okay. Um, so even now for my day job, uh, I work for a company that writes exams for standardized school tests. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> so um, we we uh, we have content specialists, teachers who write the questions, and then we edit and oversee the construction of the test forms. Oh wow, that's such, that's such a different uh, life. It's like I love it. It's like you get to be a editor by day and a <laughs> romance writer by night. <laughs> That's right, a mild-mannered editor by day, and um, yeah. Oh, how fun. So when did you, so you said 10 years ago is about when you started, and uh-huh. you, um, can you talk a little bit about your first series, and then we'll talk to, then we'll switch over to London Beginnings. Oh, yes, well, my first series started, I mostly just had the first book in my mind when I sat down to write it, and then it morphed into the series. Um, and the, the first book is actually kind of inspired by um, an old movie, an old French movie called The Return of Martin Gare. Mm. And it was made into an American film called Summersby that had um, Jodie Foster and Richard Gere in it. And 
So, but I, I took the main protagonist of that story and made a female where someone steps into someone else's life, basically. They resemble somebody enough that they can pretend to be that person and, and everybody else around them believes her. And uh, so that was the genesis of that story. Oh, wow. So it just kind of, well, I guess watching the two films and then it just the, the character just kind of spoke to you. <laughs> yeah, I liked, I, I liked that dichotomy of, you know, they have to pretend to be somebody. And then in all of those cases, then they, they fall in love with somebody that, um, and in the case of my story, it's somebody that she couldn't marry if she really was the person she was pretending to be. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good way of getting around that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, yes, but you created it, so you can do whatever you want with these stories. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that was the main, uh, the main issue. And uh, so that was a lot of fun to write, and that ended up growing into a three-story um, series when, um, when I sold the book. And so with Love's Grace, did uh, are each book, each book follows a different character, or does it follow the same main, main couple for each three? They, they follow different characters who are related. Mm-hmm, okay. So, yeah. Oh, great. So then now you've got um, London Beginnings, which is your new series that you launched last summer, and you just had the Hearts Appeal come out uh, or release earlier this week, right? It came out last week or this week? Last week, yeah. Last week, awesome. So um, I was really taken by the Hearts Appeal. I think it was such a cool story, and I had never really thought about women going off and like actually getting an education as a doctor. Um, what sort of research did you do to create Julie? Oh, I did. I did a lot of research. Um, I read about Elizabeth Garrett Anderson, who was the first woman to be certified as a physician in England. Mm-hmm. She got in through a, a loophole, which the angry men then quickly closed, although a couple of years later it did open up for women again. And uh, so I read a biography of her, and I read several other biographies of women who were among the first to become physicians, mm-hmm. and also one who went off to be a missionary in South Africa, because that is what Julia desires to do at the beginning of the book. And so I found a really wonderful biography of a doctor named Jane Waterston who did go off to Africa. And um, so I based some of that story on her experiences. Oh, that's so neat to be able to kind of blend those two characters, two women together. And then um, you said there was a loophole that the first female doctor got in with. What was that loophole? Oh well, it was the the um, it was actually the apothecary society in England, which um, I, rather complicated, I guess. But <laughs> they also certified people who who went on to act as physicians, and I guess there was nothing in particular saying that a woman couldn't do it, oh. and so she took the exam and qualified, and then they later changed it to to, to being men only. So she was technically qualified as an apothecary, but that carried more weight than what it may sound like to us today. But then later on, she did get her official um, medical degree as well. So um, for you, instead of just because, you you know, you have your roots in, in loving romantic comedies and, and loving romance, can what made you decide to do romantic fiction instead of just straight historical fiction? Oh, because I always love a good love story mm-hmm. and a happy ending. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
And um, so I, and I went to a screenplay class in uh, 10 years ago. I went to a class for screenplay writing and discovered that everybody else there was, uh, wrote romantic fiction and were making a living at it. And that's when my eyes were open to the whole idea. And so that's when I started pursuing it. But I, I just love romantic stories and especially the very uh, uplifting endings. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons I, I love romance, too, because I love the I love the 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 focus on character development and the relationship building is so fascinating. So I think that's something that's so relatable for every person that reads these books or even just knows anything about life. Uh-huh. That's true. So I like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I like the positiveness of it and uh, being able to get these people through hard times to their well-deserved happy endings. Yeah. Do you enjoy putting your characters through uh, tough times so that they always kind of have um, a good moment at the end? I always say I have to be harder on my characters, I think. You know, I hate to put them through that. <laughs> but, you know, but you have to do that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a challenge sometimes to think about rocks to throw at them, as the saying goes. But yeah. uh, it does make for a more satisfying ending for the reader. And with um, with the Hearts of Heal, we also have the, the the barrister who's trying to kind of right the wrongs of his family and, and to repair the the family's reputation. Did you were you inspired by anybody in particular for his character, or did he just kind of come to you as well? He he kind of came to me as well. Um, although I did base some of his background on biographies of of men that I, that had been barristers at about the same time. So. And I, and I read a history of the law in England, mm-hmm. just a, a brief history. So he, his background was based on a lot of very plausible things that had happened to different people. And the, the court case that's the, the center of the Hearts Appeal is very similar to a case that happened in Scotland at about the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took a lot of basics from that story and transposed it into mine. Oh, that's awesome. Have you had a chance to um, to do any traveling to go to do your in-person research, or do you do most of your research online? I did. I've been to London a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I, I went in 2016 when I was writing, beginning to write this book, The Heart's Appeal, and was able to see a lot of the places that I talk about in my book. That's fantastic. I mean, I'm, it makes it so real when you have that chance <laughs> to be there. Yeah, and I went to I went to Bristol also to Ooh. look at George Mueller's orphanage. They're no longer orphanages, but the buildings are still there. Um, and this is where the the backstory of the three sisters of the series they grew up in these or, in this orphanage in Bristol. So I spent a few days there and was able to talk to a man at the who ran the museum that that is about George Mueller, and he gave me lots of great information that I used in my book. Oh, that's so fantastic. I, I just love Europe so much. I, I, wanna, I was there in September, and now every time I talk to authors, I'm like, take me with you. <laughs> that's an excellent time to go, too. Oh, yeah, it was perfect. It wasn't super busy, and the, and the weather was very nice. That's my favorite time to go to England is September. Oh, yeah, it was it was a real treat. I've only ever been I'd been in April and I had visited in December around Christmas time. We went to we were in Paris around Christmas time a couple of years ago and that was just so magical. 
yeah. So what? I enjoy Paris too. Oh yeah. Well, have you have you had a chance to set any of your books in Paris yet? No, I should because I also speak French. I I went to college at McGill University in Montreal, up in Canada, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I've often thought about trying to get the French connection in there somehow. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Maybe in a future book. Yeah, absolutely. I think Paris is so. I think France and any even if you can't even do Paris, just do Montreal or or Canada would be a fantastic setting. Mm. <laughs> that would be good. So, um, Jennifer, one of the things that we like to do on the on the Fresh Fiction podcast is we're very interested in um, what you're watching, what you're listening to, and what you're reading currently. And I know you mentioned that you're a, you know you're an aspiring screenplay writer and you love romantic comedy, so I'm sure you've got some recommendations for us. <laughs> um, I'm watching a lot of good old classic movies actually at Ooh. the moment. Um, well, in addition to the miniseries Victoria, which mm-hmm. since I write in Victorian England, I, I am loving this miniseries on okay. PBS. <laughs> uh, so that's one thing I'm watching. And the other, uh, I'm, I'm watching some old classics, uh, Hobson's Choice and The Shop Around the Corner, which oh, was yes. the basis for the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movie, You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. And also a movie called You Can't Take It With You. So some of these are giving me ideas for things I want to do in the future. Oh, that's fantastic. I love all of those movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't seem to, I always seem to be a few years behind the curve on watching movies, I think, maybe because I'm busy writing. Yeah, you're busy doing other things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, are you currently reading anything right now? I am reading, I read a lot of nonfiction history books about Victorian England, Mm -hmm. which again helps me generate ideas, Um, and I am reading Jocelyn Green, who wrote The Mark of the King, which Mm -hmm. was a great historical novel that I really loved that came out last year, and she has a new one out now that... I am reading, mm-hmm. and you're right, I can't... Yeah, A Refuge Assured. A Refuge Assured, that's yes. the one. <laughs> and I like, I like both of those books because they have the French background. They're French immigrants who come over to America in colonial times, and so I, I really like that tie-in. And I find her the way she brings to life history is just really fascinating. It is really, yeah. I was going to ask, because I've talked to some authors, and some of them don't read in their genre, um, and then, but, but you mentioning that you do like to read either nonfiction historical and fiction historical. Do you, um, do you find that you can read that while you're writing or do you have to kind of separate out a little bit? I can read it while I'm writing. I like to read, and, and there are different time periods. Okay. Like for instance, with Jocelyn Green, there being colonial America as opposed to Victorian England. Right. So there isn't really too much of an overlap there. I do like some contemporary romance novels if they make me laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite uh, one is uh, Kara Isaac, who wrote um, Close to You and Can't Help Falling, which are two very funny books that I just loved. I don't know if you've read those, but... I haven't. I have actually never heard of her. I feel so bad. She sounds great. She's a New Zealand set author, yeah. And uh, the, the... Close to You takes place in New Zealand, and it's just very funny. 
and it, because it made me laugh out loud, that's that's why I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, I think that that's, I love that sort of all body experience when you're reading or enjoying some entertainment when you kind of can completely lose yourself that way. Yeah. That's great. Well, Jennifer, our time is almost up, um, but I have one last question for you. Um, How can readers find out more information about you? Well, um, if you go to my website at jenniferdelamere.com, I have uh, all my books, and there are links for if you want to get them. Uh, Also, Baker Books Publishing, uh, on their website, they have a list of my books. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter, which you can find those links at my website as well. So I really like to talk and interact with my readers. I've, I've been having a lot of fun with that on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with the Hearts of Heal. Um, I know we're very excited about the book, and we've featured it on the podcast previously, and um, we're excited to air the interview as well. Oh, great. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking with you today. I'd like to extend my thanks again to Jennifer Delamere for joining me today. You can find the Hearts of Heal anywhere books are sold. Thank you to Ravel Books and Bethany House for their continued support of the podcast. Make sure you stop by freshfiction.com to find out more about Jennifer and other Ravel and Bethany House authors. We're still growing, so please help us out by subscribing and rating the podcast, leaving a comment, or even just sharing it on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Fresh Fiction, Instagram as Fresh Fiction, and on Facebook. Until next time, happy reading. Thank you.